Okay. Well, we're going to go ahead and get right into it. Just uh, want to uh, uh, let re remind everybody. Uh, now, next Sunday, uh, next Sunday morning will be no no Sunday school, no nursery, and we will not have, have any handshaking. So we'll be uh, safe in that in that way. All right. Well, let's get into our Bible tonight. Tonight's messing message is uh, entitled. Stay connected. Stay connected. Now, it's it's one thing to be a Christian. It's another thing to have a, a working relationship with the Lord. It's so important that we have a daily, working, uh, constant connection and relationship on a daily basis with the Lord Jesus. That's uh, being in fellowship with Him. And it's very important that we not ever have that broken. Uh, Jesus already had that broken for us. We don't have to have that broken. Another thing we should do is stay connected and uh, in fellowship with our families. We don't want to forsake our family. And then, of course, our church members. Our church members should stay in contact with each other however you would like to. Uh, in fact, we got a call today, uh, Joanna uh, had a birthday call, and I want to thank everybody for doing that kind of stuff. And I, I, I text a lot more, and some people out of town, some people travel. But let's uh, let's stay connected with each other, connected with our families, and connected with the Lord in fellowship with the Lord. It's very important, and uh, there's good there's good uh, reason, and there, there's good explanation for this in the Bible. So let's go ahead and. Um, Turn to 1 Corinthians, if you will. <clears throat> 1 Corinthians chapter number 12, and we'll start there. Let's bow for prayer, and uh, let's hold your places there. Father in heaven, we thank you for the mercies and compassion and the love that you've given to us. We thank you for honoring our faith and honoring our courage and honoring those that would like to have a relationship with you, honoring knowing that you would honor us by taking a step closer to us as we take steps closer to you. In fact, you said that, draw an eye unto God and he will draw an eye to you. Lord, thank you for that. And we pray that we would have that close relationship with one another, our family members and our church members, especially with you personally, Lord. We pray that you'll help us to always be uh, quick to have that relationship and make it stronger each and every day for one day, Lord, we know we'll live with you and we'll walk with you as you rule and reign on earth. And Lord, we'd hate to have to be out of fellowship with God and then have such a surprise when 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 you come back that you would be almost a stranger to those that are supposed to love you. So we pray today, Lord, help us to be very, very close in fellowship and connected with each other. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, this is not something that uh, preachers dream up, and it's not something that the world dreamt up, this, uh, this word of connecting and fellowshipping with one another. It's vital uh, for the progress of your Christian growth. Let's turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and let's look at verse number 12 starting, and we'll uh, look at this uh, portion of Scripture where it covers very clearly <clears throat> this relationship that we have with one another. It says, For as the body is one, and hath many members, speaking of your physical body, and all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. 
For by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit. That's our fellowship. That's our connection to God as children. Verse 14, For the body is not one member, but many. If the foot shall say, Because I am not the hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? The answer is no. Just because somebody says we're not one part of the body, it doesn't make us not part of the body. And if the ear shall say, Because I am not the eye, I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? Well, certainly not. Certainly. If the whole body were an eye, now that would be interesting, wouldn't it? The Cyclops monster from the outer limits. If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? If the whole were the hearing, where were the smelling? But now hath God set the members in the body. The body says, or the, the Bible says, members every one of them in the body as it hath pleased him and if they if if they were all one member where were the body but now are they many members yet one body he's speaking specifically of each and every local church everybody has a part in the body of Christ and verse 21 says, And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Oh, that's not, that's not true. Nay, the Bible says, much more those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary. I had this illustrated the other day. Uh, I was out uh, burning some uh, wood in the, in the church property here. And I, I kicked a piece of wood real hard, and there was a burning nail in it. The nail melted through my shoe, went right into my foot. And I remember how much I walk on that one foot. <laughs> Every time. It's been, uh, it's been a week, uh, a little over a week. And I, I know when I step down on that, the ball of my foot, I know right where that foot is. But you, you take a look. When do you ever pay attention to things in your body that you just, your little fingernail or something? You see, but you, you, you smash that in a door or something, or you get a burn on your, on your body someplace, and brother, you're going to find out you know where that is. And you will pay attention to it, and you won't forget it. You'll remember how much you need it. Uh, just, just amazing, the, the human body, isn't it? Just as so is the body of the local church. And the Bible says, look at verse 23, in those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, upon these we bestow more abundant honor, <clears throat> and our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness. For our comely parts have no need, but God hath tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to that part which lacked that there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care one for another. Uh, everybody's important. Everybody's loved. Everybody needs Jesus. Everybody needs to be in fellowship. And you know what? There's a nervous system in your body that connects every part of your body to the head. 
And that's that's the Lord Jesus. He's the head of the body, the head of our church. And so in your in your human body, all the sensory, everything goes and and goes straight to your brain, and everything is calculated, and all the commands are, are given to your body through this uh, uh, this thing that uh, I was told many times as growing up that I didn't have one, uh, but I do. It's the brain, and I tell you, we need to remember how our body works because Jesus is the head of our church, and 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 through it, all the members of the body are supposed to act in in a concert with one another. Um, in verse 26, and whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it. So hopefully, everybody at Evergreen Baptist Church should be limping uh, because I have a nail <laughs> hole in my right foot. No, that's that's not what that means. But when we when one of the members has a problem or we hurt, that means all of us do. All the members suffer with it. Or one member be honored, all the members rejoice with it. So that's why Christians should be very careful to love Jesus and honor Him. Now, the Bible says, verse 27, Ye are the body of Christ, and members in particular. And God has set some in the church, first apostles, and secondarily prophets, third, thirdly teachers, after that, miracles, then gifts of healing, helps, governments, diversities of tongues. Are all apostles? No. Are all prophets? <clears throat> no. Are all teachers? No. Are all workers of miracles? No. But look at this. Have all the gifts of healing? No. Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? But covet earnestly the best gifts. You notice these gifts that were given in this list right here are not the best gifts. <clears throat> he says, but covet earnestly the best gifts, and yet show I unto you a more excellent way. Now, chapter 13 is the love chapter. It's charity. Charity is love in action between people. Uh, brotherly love, sisterly love. The kind of charity that you and I uh, sometimes lack. Now, <clears throat> that is the best gift to have out of all of them. What makes a church a church? It would be the love of God and the name of Jesus and the con uh, congregating of one another. And <clears throat> by this shall all men know that you are my di disciples, that you have love one toward another. And so we have this wonderful thing called charity that really makes a church. Um, <clears throat> I, I heard a... Uh, a, a, a record album of a preacher one time um, and uh, he was my old preacher in Florida I, I, I had never been uh, to Jacksonville, Florida but I heard him preach on, on, a, on a record it was a 33 and a half or something speed uh, record album and uh, he recorded a few messages so I heard it and then the fellow that was showing me and, and playing the record he said, made a comment about the preacher, and he said, you know, you ought to consider going there because that preacher really loves his people. And I thought, boy, there's something that sticks with me. And uh, uh, long story short, I did go there, and then I got to go on staff. But you know what really makes the church? That interactive fellowship and uh, camaraderie and charity between the members, that's what really makes a family too.
You know what? I was really wonderfully uh, surprised. Not, not, not surprised. I was blessed. You know, we, we spent a, a lot of time on the road last week, driving all over America, it seemed like. And you know what? We were singing and we were playing old-fashioned songs, of patriotic songs, and uh, we heard Kate Smith sing God Bless America, and we're driving down the road practically all in tears. Uh, we even heard some Johnny Horton, you know, in the Battle of Bismarck, I think, or one of those. Anyway, we heard some of those old uh, patriotic songs and, and ballads, and we just had a great time. But I noticed I was really blessed. I don't think any of us actually ever got in an argument. Now you say, oh, you're lying, Pastor. Oh, you shouldn't do that. No, I'm not. Uh, I'm telling you the truth. We, we never, I don't remember one argument that we any of us got into. Um, and even though I went to, you know, um, get, get a soda and stuff, I wasn't in the van all the time. <laughs> but my wife can attest, no, we didn't have any fighting and argue. It was lots of, lots of love and lots of fun. And I think every, every family ought to just try to do that. You know, try to go a week in a car and hotels and all that. And if you do that, I have a t-shirt for you. Uh, been there, done that, and didn't argue about it. Amen. Hey, charity connects us with the Lord and fellowship. Now, there's other things that we are connected with, but first, let me ask you to go to uh, uh, Ephesians chapter 4, and let's go there, chapter 4, verse 11. Ephesians 4, 11. It says, And He, God, He gave some apostles, and some prophets, and some evangelists, and some pastors, and teachers. There's a lot of uh, team members in the charitable work of the Lord. There's lots of people, and we've all got to stay connected and all in same fellowship. For, the Bible says, verse 12, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come into the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. We have um, just a wonderful Savior that wants to be around us. And he wants to interact with us and be with us every day. That fellowship should not be broken. Verse 14 says, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lay in wait to deceive. There's a lot of deception in the world today. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into Him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. Remember, head, the, the, the head of the body is Jesus Christ. You grow up to Him, into Him. And it says, verse 16, from whom the whole body, that's that local church, fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, every part, make an increase in the body unto the edifying of itself in love. We can strengthen ourselves by love and by the charity, and that comes by being uh, in fellowship with the Lord, in fellowship with the Spirit. Now, I want to give you a couple of ways to stay connected. You say, how can I stay connected? Well, in this day and age, you might be uh, unable to attend services, and I, know, I understand that. 
and you might be uh, out out of town. You understand that? Uh, we were on vacation, but we stayed connected and we stayed in fellowship. Let me give you a, a couple of ways. Number one, we are connected and in fellowship by the power of God. Let me ask you to go to uh, Acts chapter number one and verse number eight. <clears throat> we have the same power, and some of us from time to time need more, but it's the same power. Uh, some uh, appliances only draw a little bit of power, but you take a hair dryer and that draws a lot of power. But you take a little clock radio, that doesn't draw much power. But it's the same power that runs both. So it's up to you and I to draw from that power and be used. Now the Bible says in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and under the uttermost part of the earth. The key here is the word power. You and I have the same connected power to one another. Uh, the same power that, uh, that God used to answer my prayers and your prayers is the same. That's the same power all over the world. We're connected with the power of God. And it is the Word of God. Now, we should not ever uh, seek some kind of foreign type power. Uh, listen, I, I was, uh, 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 well, I was confronted by one man when my wife and I first got married. We had a little apartment. And he told me that I did not have the power of God and because I didn't speak in tongues. And he told me uh, a roundabout way that I wasn't even saved because I didn't speak in tongues. And I asked him, I said, are you telling me that I can't go to heaven because I, I don't speak in tongues like you say you do? He said, well, I'm not the judge. I said, yeah, you are the judge. You're just judging me. You're, you're telling me that if I don't speak in tongues, I don't have the power of God. And folks, that is a lie. That is a lie. Don't ever let anybody tell you you don't have God's power because you're not acting like they are. Listen. Uh, I think it's wonderful for any child, any little boy or little girl, to get down and pray. And I think it's wonderful because you and I have that same uh, relationship to God. And we can ask God to, to answer our prayers. And we can pray. And God can give you power. He can give you power in many areas of your life. That's, that's weird. Connected by the same kind of power. Uh, and I don't want to oversimplify it, but... You know, uh, we, we have an electrical system in our church and all the uh, outlets have the same power. Even in our portable buildings, we have electric outlets. I can take my radio and I can listen to a conservative talk show. Uh, I can plug it in uh, here in the auditorium. I can plug it in in my office. I can go even in the restroom. I don't, don't do it, but I could plug a radio in the restroom. It does. I've got outlets outside. I can plug them in outside. It's the same power. You and I have that same power of the Holy Spirit. And number two, we're connected by our purpose. You know that we all serve the same God and we have His purpose. Remember David said, is there not a cause? What have I done? Uh, there's a cause. There's a purpose that we, that we work toward. Let's turn over to Acts chapter number 11. We're not only connected by the same power, 
<clears throat> we all have the same purpose. Remember the Scriptures were saying that the body of Christ should have the same love, the same uh, things going on, the same one accord. You can, you can put it that way. But Acts chapter 11, verse 19, it says, Now, <clears throat> now they which were scattered abroad upon the persecution that arose about Stephen traveled as far as Phoenice and Cyprus and Antioch preaching the word to none but the, the Jews only. And some of them were men of Cyprus and Cyrene, which when they were come to Antioch spake unto the Grecians preaching the Lord Jesus. And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number believed and turned unto the Lord. Then tidings of these things came unto the ears of the church which is in Jerusalem, and they sent forth Barnabas that he should go as far as Antioch, who when he came had seen the grace of God, was glad and exhorted them all that with purpose, purpose of heart, we have the same purpose that they should cleave unto the Lord. Our purpose in life is not selfish. Our purpose in life is not to be rich. Our purpose in life is not to be powerful. Our purpose in life is to make sure that God would have full use of our being. And you know what He did to Barnabas? Barnabas got to do something that was so fantastic. He got to go to Tarsus and look for the Apostle Paul and he found him. You see, our purpose is actually that Jesus would use us to find people to receive Christ as their Savior. Now, Paul was already saved, but I want you to know something. Barnabas was really glad that he got to meet him. He was scared at first, but he, he did. He, he helped make a disciple out of the Apostle Paul. That's our purpose. Our purpose is to seek and to save that which was lost. Jesus said He came to seek and to save. That's really the, the basics of the purpose of any church. Now, we're connected with the, the love uh, of God, the power, and we're connected with the purpose of, of reaching people to Christ. Number three, we're connected in a mysteriously wonderful way. And here it is. Have you ever told anybody that you were praying for them? Uh, what'd you say? Yeah. Uh, sure. Now, after you said you were praying for him, did you do it? Of course you did. Have you ever forgot? No, you never forgot. Uh -uh. Yeah, the fact is we do, don't we? But you know what? I believe in prayer. I know that Jesus Christ told us all, men ought always to pray and not to faint. And I know this, that people pray for me. I don't know who they are. I surmise, I suspect. But I surely feel it. And I know people have prayed for me. Now, when we got all ready to go on that trip, I, uh, we, we were all in the van, and I just felt, I said, no, we're not leaving this front of this house. Uh, we're not leaving the curb until we pray. So we prayed, and we asked the Lord to give us a safe trip all the way through wherever we were going to go and back. And you know, when we parked that van in front of the house and we were all done, I thought, hallelujah, that's an answer to prayer. The closer I got to home, the more nervous I got about having a flat tire or something. But you know what? No breakdowns. Nothing went wrong. We didn't lose anything. Only have one set of keys for the van. Didn't lose the keys. Amen? 
didn't have to call a locksmith and have somebody go, oh man, there's so many things that go wrong when you take your family out. Isn't that great though that nothing went wrong? And all the prayers that you and I pray have, have an effect on people. I want you to turn with me please to Acts chapter 12 verse 1. <clears throat> Watch this now. Uh, now about that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church. And he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then <clears throat> were the days of unleavened bread. And when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four quaternions of soldiers. That's about 16 soldiers. Uh, give or take a few. <laughs> I understand it's about 16 soldiers. Now why, why would any, any uh, Baptist preacher need 16 Roman soldiers to, to watch him? Well, because they feared the power of God. That's why. They didn't want to get rid of him. Uh, have him to escape. Now, <clears throat> to keep him, intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. Peter, therefore, verse 5, was kept in prison. But look at this next. The, the prayers that people prayed for Peter. Some people say, well, how did he get out of jail? How did he get freed from the stocks? I'll tell you how. Prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. <clears throat> Have you ever had a prayer answered? It, it should it cause you to pray more to see if God would answer another prayer. I've had enough prayers answered. I'm going to keep on praying. Look at what happened. The church got praying and without ceasing, prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. They prayed for Peter. And when Herod would have brought him forth, the same night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains and the keepers before the door kept the prison. Remember, 16 soldiers. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him and a light shined in the prison and he smote Peter on the side. Now, I like to picture that. How would an angel smack Peter or smote him on the side? Uh, some would say, uh, just a little tat. No, these were men. These were good angels. I mean, they that Peter Peter needed a good slap once in a while. Amen. Mm -hmm. Peter and the angel came in and whacked him on the side, woke him up, <clears throat> raised him up, saying, "Arise up quickly!" And the, his chains fell off from his hands. Peter had chains on his hands. He. He gets hit by this angel, smacked and wake, woken up, and the angel says, get up, come on, rise up quick. And as he rose, the chains fell off. Why? Do you realize the power of prayer? Do you see the, the power of prayer? We're connected in that same power, that same prayer. We're connected by prayer. Don't cease, don't cease to pray for people. Pray for your church members. Pray for your pastor. Pray for your country. The Bible says, pray for the leaders. Oh, good gracious, don't they need help. You know what I, you know what I think? All these scientists need a lot of help too. You know who else needs prayer? Doctors. Hospitals. You know why? They're all confused. 
You know who else needs prayer? The governors. You know who else? The Congress, the Senate. I, I, I know one congresswoman, she needs a lot of prayer. You know. You know what I'm talking about. Right. She needs prayer. Pelosi needs prayer. <laughs> Alright. And the angel said unto him, Gird thyself and bind on thy sandals. And so he did. So he put his sandals on and he wrapped himself up with his coat. And he saith unto him, Cast thy garment about thee and follow me. This angel was serious. He was on a mission, wasn't he? Why? Because the church was praying. The whole church was praying for him. That angel had no he had no he had no uh, no choice in the matter. He had to do it. Why? God was answering prayer. I honestly believe this. If the church said, ah, no, big Peter, you know he's he he uh, he's not all that important. We don't need him. Uh, let him let him go to jail. Let him just stay there. He he probably did something wrong. And then so if the church had not had prayed for that man, where do you think he'd be? I don't think he would have gone out of jail. But God had a had a plan and a, a purpose for him, and he, and the people back in the church they were praying for him without ceasing, and God answered the prayer. What a blessing! Peter didn't even know what was going on. I don't know what angels look like. I've never had an an angel slap me and say, "Get up, put your shoes on, let's go." But boy, I'll tell you, it must have been wonderful. And he says, and he went out and followed him. And wist not. That's an old word for not knowing. Wist. I, I did not know. I wist not. And wist not that it was true which was done by the angel, but thought he saw a vision. So, boy, oh boy, he, he, was, he, he just thought that he saw just some kind of vision or a dream. Verse 10, it says, When they were past the first and second ward, as, of course, they were walking out of the prison, they came unto the iron gate that leadeth unto the city, which openeth opened to them of his own accord. Now the gate swung wide open, and look what happened. And they went out and passed on through one street, and forthwith the angel departed from him. Then Peter's all alone. He's out of prison, no chains. He's got his sandals on. He's got his coat on. And he thinks he just saw a dream, but yet, brother, he's out of jail. I mean, he is walking out the gate of the prison, and he's free. And you know, I think that you and I need to remember how important it is to pray for one another. So tonight, I just want to encourage you, you know, we have a connection uh, with, with our, uh, our power that God gives us. And we are connected with the same purpose, to, to win souls for Christ, and by the prayer... And lastly, I want to show you one more verse in Ephesians chapter number 1. Let's go there. Ephesians 1. There's one more connection. There's one more uh, link, if you will. <clears throat> We're connected with this wonderful thing called a promise. Now you know that God's promises are wonderful. He's not slack concerning, uh, as some men count slackness, but He's... He's faithful to us and He would have all men to be saved. He keeps His promises. And I want you to know something. When God makes a promise, He keeps it. Let's look at chapter number 1, Ephesians 1. And lastly, tonight, look at this promise. We're connected to each other through the promises of God. And it says, verse 13, 
in whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, after that ye believed, now this has to be in order, you have to believe in Jesus first to obtain the promises. But look what it says. After that you believed, ye were sealed. Do you see that word, folks? S-E-A-L-E-D. Sealed. That's a beautiful word. When it comes to eternal life, eternal salvation, eternal security, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of what? Promise. The Holy Spirit of promise. You see... That's what really connects all of us. God promises are to everyone that believes in Him. So, you might not be the best Christian in the world. I know I'm not. And I, I, know, I know sometimes people wonder where they are in the body of Christ, where they fit, where they, uh, where they can be used greatly. Listen, if you're home tonight and you can't get to church and you understand that... There's, there's a time there's a time when we'll be released I know that uh, maybe maybe this Sunday coming up Mother's Day might not work for anybody I understand that but listen um, you're still in the game and you have the same promises that God made to you that he made to us and we have the promise of answered prayer we have the promise of the power of God we we have that promise that if if, if we pray he'll answer us. So I want to encourage you tonight, stay connected with the Lord no matter what this world does. Just stay connected to Him. I don't even like to use the word connected, but you understand, there's sweet, close-knit fellowship. The promises of God, the power of God, the prayers, the answers to prayer, and that purpose that we have. Stay connected. Remember, Every one of us can fit into the into the same power that you need for your life. It's there's not three or four different types of power. It's the power of God that keeps us. And I want to thank you for being faithful. Thank you for tithing. Thank you for sending in your tithes and offerings to keep the lights on and keep this mortgage paid. Thank you so much for your gifts and your prayers, and thank you for your love and your concern and your charity uh, to stay connected. Let's do that. Find a church member and just text them and call them. Just anybody out of the blue. Just say, hey, I was thinking of, of you today. I still, to this day, I get two. Now I get, I get two. Um, there's Jimbo from um, Virginia, and he texts me every single day that he's not on operations. And then every Saturday night or Saturday morning, I get a text from uh, Brother Cheney down in uh, San Diego. And uh, it's just, it just makes my day. And I can't even respond all back to everybody. But, man, when, I, when my phone's a buzzing, it sometimes it's the greatest thing I ever saw. Amen? Because we're connected. And thank you so much for loving God. Let's bow for prayer. Our Heavenly Father, tonight we pray we'd stay connected with one another, our family, uh, and one another in our church members. And most of all, Lord, help us to stay in sweet, close, connected fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And help us to keep our minds and hearts in the Bible. We ask it in Jesus' name and for His sake. Amen. Thank you. God bless you.